Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Good morning, Altair. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ when it is just after 7am in the morning on this Wednesday, the 8th of September and well I'm working on my phone here so hopefully it's sounding okay but we've had a great hour so far it's been great chat we've brought some excitement we actually spoke about we're back in level two so we're back in level two there's a little bit of freedom if you're outside the Auckland region so I want to know we want to know level two what's the most what's the most what's the thing you're looking forward to the most whether it's a food whether it's a small business you want to support because that's what we need to do we need to get out and some more, uh, support our local small businesses. So give us a text on double eight double three. What you want to get up to in level two? What's the most exciting thing you're looking forward to in level two? So make sure you give us a message on double eight double three, and uh, we'll read a few of those out and make sure we're supporting some local small businesses as well. Um, up up ahead of us, we've got Dan Helen Gahu coming out. Um, he's the North Harbour coach and also we're going to chat to him about the re-signing of Leon McDonald with the Blues. Dan Halangahu is the assistant coach with the Blues with Tom Comritry as well and Tana Umang has left. So Ben Afiaki has stepped up in that sense. So look, going to be a great chat to him about the logistical nightmares that are ahead of him with North Harbour and any team in Auckland, whether they can still play some rugby, whether they're going to be re- relocated well, what's the what's the latest anyway? So we're going to chat to him about that, and then we got Dean Murphy coming up later in the hour. We're going to talk to him about golf. What does golf look like now? Is is it back to normality with the golf? Are there flags? What are the details? How can we play? What's it like when we're playing in? And how has New Zealand golf been supporting local clubs around New Zealand? Because reality is, it hasn't been normal. Clubs will have been struggling. Can they make it out of this? And then we also want to know. Last year, post the lockdown, actually the numbers and participants are playing golf. Trudy and herself, she loves golf. Playing golf, the numbers skyrocketed. So I want to know if this is going to be the same case after this wee lockdown. Will we see a lot more people going out and playing golf? Will we see a lot more people going out and playing nine and wine and uh, things like that? So it'd be great to chat to Dean Murphy. And then we got Corey Jane a bit later in the show. But that's enough for Corey Jane. Give us a text on double eight, double three, what you're looking forward to in level two because... It's going to be great chat. But, mate, we've got Dan Hullingahu on the phone. So I'll be remiss of me not to go to him straight away. Dan, good morning. How are you? Yeah, really well, Izzy. Great to, great to hear your voice, mate. You too. You too, mate. I'm working on my phone here, so hopefully it's all right. We've got three. We got, we got, I'm on the phone in the hoka. My, my studio's gone down, but it'll be all good, mate. How are you going? How's lockdown been for you? Yeah, not too bad. I hear you talking of level two there, a little bit jealous. Um, <laughs> and, and talking of golf, I'm sure you were the one of the people who had plenty of time for golf. Mate. You're, you're driving up those golf numbers, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 be, I'll be honest. I was playing quite a lot, but I've broken my leg, mate. I broke my leg on Friday, so I've got to get surgery on Friday. Um, uh, this Friday, Jesus, I broke my leg last How did you do that? Friday. Oh, mate, I was... Um, I was riding along on the pit bike. It's a little motocross bike, and I hit my neighbour and I flipped it and fell off. So, so 
<laughs> so I was just being a little hooligan, mate. So I broke my leg. So it'd be no goal for me, but um, that's okay. It's all good. How, how's how you been anyway? How's level level four and how's lockdown with you and coaching wise? Like it's been a bit of a logistical nightmare. How are you keeping those connections alive with with the lads, especially North Harbour boys? Oh, I think that um, yeah, we're pretty fortunate here in Harbour. It's um, in that we've got a good group of guys. Uh, as you know, these this generation of guys, they're really they're mm. all tech savvy. So yeah. um, the biggest challenge is, is keeping them interested online. There's yeah. so many other things to keep them interested. So they get on a Zoom with us and it can be the most boring part of their day. So look, we're just <laughs> trying to be a little bit of innovation and, um, you know, just and mainly actually getting the players to drive a lot of the things. You know, we've got some really good leaders in the group. So in small groups, you know, player welfare is at the front of mind, obviously. And um, and so getting them to check in on each other in, in little groups. And then mm. and then we get together as a big group and, and those Zooms are pretty short and sharp. And if you guys report back and, um, yeah, that's been the main thing. But second to that is it's been getting ready for rugby. You know, we're all excited to hear this. The rugby is going to happen. Um, yeah. Unfortunately for us, we'll be watching the first few rounds, but well, that's that's life at the moment, I guess. And and so we've just been focusing on making sure the bodies are as as good as they can be when we do finally get to come back together as a group. How, how, yeah, that's a question because you know, like rugby, you can't just go straight back into it full contact. So how are the lads keeping their contact drills up, training wise? What are they doing behind the closed doors to actually? make sure they come back in good nick and they can actually rip straight back into it. Yeah, as you'd imagine, we've got a pretty varied experience for the guys. Some of them have a few people in their bubble, little brothers or, or some yeah. of the players actually live together. So they can, yeah. they can yeah. knock around whoever they live with. But um, yeah. for others, it's, you know, it's a matter of a lot of a lot of work on the ground, a lot of, you know, they must look like idiots at the park jumping on the ground and, and intentionally falling over and just getting used to, you know, as, as you know, you know, falling over and hitting your hitting your body on the ground. So, um, look, it's definitely no perfect science that we're working with, but uh, you know, the trainers are happy because they run and they, they get to do plenty of running and they're fit. But <laughs> yeah, we're very. <laughs> but my big Zafiaki, he's he's filthy because there's no scrum machines allowed. There's no scrumming, so. <laughs> I think when we do get back together, there'll be only unit time. The forwards, will, they won't want to see the backs or a rugby ball or anything. That's fair enough, Dan. Hey, it's Louis here, man. Hey, um, look, the information at this, with when the situations like this unfold, it's crucial, right? So you'll be hearing from New Zealand rugby, then then passing that on to your team and and especially the players. So how do you process that, and how much do you actually give them? Because I assume it's an ever moving uh, beast at times like these. Well, you're very insightful, Louis. Uh, that's exactly right. We get, you know, this week alone, we've had five different versions of a possible schedule from New Zealand Rugby. And uh, look, we've had a, we've worked with, particularly at the Blues, we've a few psychologists around, you know, this period of time in COVID, anxiety is one of the biggest issues. So um, having a lot of what-ifs and, and throwing, a, you know, a bunch of different scenarios at players and staff and management is not necessarily very helpful. Uh, so what we deal with is the things that we can be pretty sure of. Uh, so we deliver to, to everyone, you know, something like the fact that we know we're going to get rugby. We, we, you know, we're fairly certain we will get rugby at some stage. So being prepared as we can be for that is front of mind. Um, second to that, we just give them the, the big picture stuff that, again, we can be pretty certain will come through. So 
Um, we know that we're going to be in lockdown for a little bit longer than the rest of the country uh, and that we're going to have to make up those games in some way. So uh, we don't get too much into the detail with the group, but at the same time, if you leave them in the dark and don't give them things and they find that out through uh, the maroon mill or, mm. or even tuning into your radio program, if they're finding things <laughs> out through there, then... Um, then we get we could cop a bit of flack as well. So it's a fine balance, uh, you know, managing, you know, how much information you give. But um, yeah, that's our guiding principles is to alleviate as much anxiety as possible. Hey mate, one of the waters, one of the waters that have come out has said relocation of the Auckland sides out of the Auckland region. Have you spoke to the players about that, and, and what are the conversations and, and logistics wise? What, how's that? How can that happen? Well, the first thing we're going to need is you to get on the phone with the Prime Minister and get her to agree. So, <laughs> yeah, is he? I know you're very... Well, she doesn't really like our show, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Louis then. Louis can get on the phone and ring the government. Um, yeah, look, that's one thing that's been speculated upon, but there's, there's obviously some massive challenges around actually getting that across the line. Uh, yeah. The government, I don't think they see it as a priority of where North Harbour are during Level yeah. 4, whether they're whether they're in Auckland or outside. So whilst um, some people think it might happen, we probably think it's pretty unlikely. Uh, we had challenges even at the Blues of trying to get out of Auckland during Level 4s. Um, yeah. So we're not overly hopeful that will happen. You know, the second part mm. of it is who will pay for it. Um, yeah. You know, There's not deep deep pockets in North Harbour Rugby. So New Zealand uh, would probably have to foot the bill for the three teams. And so even if it did get passed by the government, there'd, there'd be more challenges logistically yeah. and, and also who would front up the cash. So haven't focused too much on that. Um, mm. But if it does happen, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be scrambling to try and get bookings and things, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, it's a, it's an interesting situation and we've spoken a lot about on this show, the racing industry and, and what lobbying they could do. But ultimately, as Bruce Sharrick and Bernard Saundry said to us, hey, look, unless you've got a direct line to the Prime Minister, we're kind of all just sitting waiting in, in the same camp. So it's kind of a, a relatable theme that we've had running through the show. And when Baz was here, he was really passionate about it as well. Just on what the season then could potentially look like, how do you recalibrate your expectations or what you might want from a season when you don't know even what it looks like and how many games you're going to play? Yeah, look, New Zealand Rugby have been clear that they want something that you know retains some integrity and they want a full competition. So, uh, yeah, I think Super Rugby is going to lose their pre-season. That's one thing and we can probably end up playing almost into December. So, uh, I think most of the season will be there. It'll just be, you know, I got asked a question yesterday, is it a level playing field? And, you know, it's clearly not. You know, we don't expect it to be. It's an imperfect world that we live in now. It's, uh, you know, it's, you can't make this fair. You know, it's it's we're not we're not even. We're, we're in level four and the rest of the country's not. And yeah. we wouldn't sit there and expect New Zealand rugby to make, you know, make other teams wait or not train or something to, to try and even things up. So... Uh, look, we're just going to have to get on with it and, and play rugby. We're, we're grateful that we get the opportunity to play rugby. You, you think of the young guys who've been chomping at the bit all season, all year, uh, to get their opportunity at NPC. At you know, this is the highlight of their year. And so for those guys to have it firstly taken away, but now they've got that opportunity to get back on the field, that's who we're most excited for. So, uh, you know, expectations here, you know, particularly in our... You know, you've always got your fans and the people in the back room and the board and, 
and they've got high expectations. But uh, we'll focus more on, you know, I guess the mindset of the team and then realising that we just want to get out there, play with some pride and, um, look, there's some good teams across the competition and, and in this championship, you know, Taranaki and Otago are probably the two teams that have started the best. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll have to see when we get the extra detail and when we get to play rugby to sort of, you know, strategise around how we best attack it. And those magpies, bro. Don't forget about the magpies. Anyway, we'll move on to... Um, we're going to talk about Leon McDonald, mate. Obviously, the big news yesterday about him <laughs> signing with the Blues... And the NZR, I've been coached by Leon, mate. He's an absolute champion. What do you love about Leon and, and what's he brought to that Blues outfit franchise to get them so much success over the last couple of years? Oh, I think, firstly, is he's just hugely competitive. Uh, mm. You know, he's, he's a great rugby mind, as you know. Like yep. You were one of many who were singing his praises when, when we first, uh, the Blues first managed to get Leon on board. You know, there were... Mm-hmm number of people around the country and and either you're one of the the strong voices on it were you know very vocal about how much of a coup it was for the blues at that stage and then and then now to to get in for another two years is just further good news for the club yeah. but uh it's you know to, back to your question it's it's his hugely competitive nature like he he looks at the club now and he thinks we're just barely tapping the you know, you know tapping the surface of touching the surface of what this club's of uh, you know potential has within it not only the the playing potential but mm. the community and the the support that we can start to get behind the club. So he's he thinks he thinks we're miles off where we could be, which is exciting, and, he's, and he gets everyone excited around him to to keep improving. And so uh, I think the next few years is really important for us as a club because whilst um, you know we had a little bit of success last season. I think you know mm. there'll be there'll be a lot more expected over the next few years, and, and playing with that expectation will be um, the next challenge for us. Well, mate, I know you you spend a bit of time over in Australia. You enjoy being back in New Zealand. How are you find being home? Mate, this isn't really home. Um, this is uh, I'm not from here. But it's, you um, can call it home wife... now, bro. You're living here. You yeah, this is this is home. Come on, Dan. You just embrace <laughs> it. Don't don't fight, mate. Don't struggle. Otherwise, you're going to lose uh, some supporters look, if you don't call it home. <laughs> no, it's certainly, it's certainly become home. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I'm married a Kiwi, so I'm married an Aucklander. And then, so for the last four or five years, it's become home. And, yeah, yeah I, do, I do really love it here. I, you know, when you live in Sydney for long enough, you realise mm. that Auckland's actually a really nice place. It's, um, yeah, and the people here are really kind. So, although I wasn't from here initially, I do think I probably suit New Zealand a bit more than Australia. They're just slightly nicer, I think, to people. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, rather the rest of the country might think Auckland's a big, bad city. It's uh, For a foreigner to come here, it's actually pretty nice. That's that's it. Lovely words to end on. But because you are so worldly, mate, as we've just heard, look, this is a bit off the cuff, so I don't expect a, a super well-thought-out answer. But overnight, there's been news through of a rugby competition called World 12s. And essentially, it's that they're branding it as the IPL of rugby, and it's going to be in the UK over a month each year, 12 aside. So as a 15s coach, but as someone who, like, you know, you love innovating and, and the gameplay and the style of rugby, are you, are you all for expanding and trialling these different formats to ultimately grow the game? Oh, look, I think anything that creates a bit of interest is is good for the game. But I think the other on the other, the other side of it, 
we get so much criticism in our game because we're always chopping and changing. We're changing rules. We change, you know, for the for the average punter, they do not like, you know, particularly in countries like Australia where they, they're not full rugby code heads. They don't quite know what's going on. And so when we continually change our game, I don't think that necessarily helps us. Uh, look, I get why they're doing it. They're always, there's always someone out there probably to make a buck, but they also... <laughs> to, you know, Steve Hansen's face on the face of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I better watch what I say then. But, um, yeah. yeah, look, it's, 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 I, I'm always worried when we go changing our game too much. I think your game's a great game. So the more we can simplify it and, and leave it alone, mm. then probably the better for me. Ah, awesome. Nice. The, nice. Well, thanks very much, Dan. Uh, hopefully uh, you get your season back under the way very, very shortly in the North Harbour lads. One from one, 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 one loss so far. So hope you can get the season back on the track. And uh, Yeah, mate. We're, um, look, we're hoping the Magpies can hold on to that shield. We've got them at the end of the season. So what are the chances of that, Izzy? you got no chance of beating them at home, mate. You know the fortress. you got no chance. McLean Park, <laughs> bud. You've been there. You've felt the wrath. Don't, no chance. <laughs> oh, great to talk, man. Good to have a chat. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Dan Halangahu out of North Harbour. Thanks very much for joining us, brother. Have a great day. Cheers, Phil. There, there you go, Izzy. And uh, Dan, who was pretty, like, look, this this Rugby 12s concept, I'm very curious to hear your opinion on it. Yesterday on the show, we were talking about uh, IPL and kind of cricket formats after KP had a crack at Test Cricket, and we were talking about the 10s and the 9s. Well, overnight, Steve Hansen, Steve Chu, Ian Ritchie, they've magicked up this concept, and they've had their media launch for it, which we didn't know was coming. World 12s, double eight, double three. that's that's the gist of it. They're branding it as the IPL of rugby. It's going to be in the UK. Dan Hallengar, who said, look, we get criticism for chopping and changing enough. Do we need another format? Well, what do you think? We're going to get Izzy's opinion real, real soon. Uh, I'm curious to know what you think out there, though. 12s, a little bit more space on the field, an auction-type draft. Will it work? Can it work? Izzy's opinion on Baz and Izzy for breakfast coming up after this with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91